0: Come on and listen. We got suggestions on the Bird Talker radio. If your bird's misbehaving, we'll help you save it on the Bird Talker radio. If your bird's getting rowdy, just call and say howdy on the Bird Talker radio. We are birds of a feather. We'll stick together on the Bird Talk Radio. Dot com. Take a walk on the wild side with Susie Ludy on Bird Talk Live Online, pre-recorded live Bird Talk radio shows recorded live from Kansas City. Susie Ludy, the wild wildlife <laughs> biologist. Right. Definitely. <laughs> I think I think you're a part of the wilderness. So, <laughs> are, well,
1: I, I I definitely love the probably wild read about you in life. one of those
0: wilderness books someday or something. <laughs>
1: uh, so that's a that's a true story, man. I, that uh bird is um she finally uh um she finally did die of congestive heart failure years afterwards, years afterwards. And um it wasn't but five weeks later that somebody called me because a friend called a friend called a friend and said somebody at one of their rescues has a Mexican redhead and would like to know if you'd like another pickles so I have another pickles but pickles is a boy Yeah. but I still call him or her and um I, I can really tell you that uh, I just i i a Mexican redheads are one of the sweetest temperament birds, but um, <laughs> my first pickles definitely really fly. A, right? Yeah, <laughs> she can really fly. That was four. I—I—I I, 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 um, figured out.
0: And...
1: Well, I figured out the straightaway. That was four hundred and fifty miles on the straightaway that she wow. flew away. Wow! And she hmm. was not used to flying at all.
0: Yeah, she was catching a breeze.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <that's> for sure. <laughs> Mm. Oh wow.
0: So Amazing, amazing, Susie. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Amazing your commitment to wildlife and and all of your heart that's in it. That's amazing. Mm. Well, what do you I mean what 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 are you thinking right now? What are you thinking about your life and your birds and what you've done in the past? And no matter where you move, what are you thinking right now about your future?
1: Well, um, I, one of the things that I've already started, but I haven't really put you know all my effort into it, is I've been writing a Mount St. Helens book that talks about the research I did seven years before and seven years after. But it also includes these interesting stories. So, that um, it's more a general interest type thing, so that you'll understand what happened to the fisheries because of the mountain and what happened to all the different reservoirs because of the eruption and how they recovered. But it also gives all the stories of when I started, because this was the very first job I ever had. So, right out of college. And so, the interesting thing for me was the very first time. I saw one of the ancient kokanee that used to be anadromous um from the anadromous ancient stock. The first time I saw that fish, I didn't even know what it was. And what do I you had mean to by go that? What,
0: it, those okay. words you're using, I've never heard them before.
1: Okay, well be when they put the dams in The reason why I was hired on that Mount St. Helens job was The Federal Energy Regulatory Commission required that every 50 years, the dams were relicensed. And the very first dam um, needed to be relicensed, but all the other dams on that system were going to have to be relicensed in the next few years anyway. So they asked me to do an environmental impact statement and find out what species were there. Because they didn't even know what species were in all those lakes and all of those uh, reservoirs and and all of that, so I was just dumped up there by the game department, and they just said, "Well, you're on your own. Yeah, find out what you can." And so and I don't was lose just, your
0: bird when the mountain. <laughs> While well, you're dead. out there,
1: right? <laughs> so I I bought my own microscopes and my uh, the power company gave me a plankton sampler, and I started research. And then um, after that, um, that equipped me to do more than the environmental impact statement for those reservoirs, but also to assess the impact of Mount St. Helens and help the the waterways recover.
0: So you studied the food first that mm-hmm. the fish would be eating mm-hmm. to see how much was there.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, plankton, freshwater plankton. Was always a hobby of mine. I started that when I was fourteen. So by the time I got through college and and all that, and then I contacted Nikon and um, asked them. You know, I said, "This is my goal. someday I want to do this." And they, and then oh, we won't believe this. A oh, week and a half later, Greyhound calls me and says, "We've got these two huge packages for you, and they're highly insured." And we're wondering when you're going to come and pick them up. And I went, who are they from? And they said, Northwest Scientific. And I went, oh, no, I didn't order those microscopes. And so I contacted them and they said, you know what? We know by the ambition we hear in your voice and your excitement, you're going to do big things with these microscopes. So we're going to charge you half price and you just pay us when you can. And I actually wow, eventually did awesome. pay them. Yeah, Wasn't that something? Awesome. I still yeah. have those microscopes. Yeah.
0: Is it, were they like those electronic microscopes that can really magnify really deep and all that? Or?
1: Well, at those times they really didn't have that. These were, you know, um, binocular, and they have a little. Um, well, they actually they're trinocular because you can put a camera on them, and I took a lot of uh, uh, pictures of microscopic pictures of the plankton. And that was, and I would still like to do that, but that was my goal, was to do a taxonomic key, a pictorial taxonomic key of all these species that I had seen throughout the years. And um, I would really like to do that, but now I would have to learn to digitize it and and, uh, totally different concept, but I, I could do that.
0: I think you could. Yeah, mm-hmm. when, I, when I was a kid, my mom bought me chemistry sets, and I used to look at oh, mold yeah. under microscopes and little, right. you know, mm-hmm. little, small little microscope. But that's why I was wondering. But Susie, what else? What else is there? What else is what, there? What else?
1: What else, is, what what else you,
0: is there? What else are you thinking about? Because <laughs> you know, you're you're the kind of person that we read about in books you know, and, uh, people that, that are, you know, that would, would trek across the wilderness with a backpack and a canteen of water <laughs> just to look at something they're interested in, not worrying about anything else.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, you know, um, now my big concern is. I would like to move and I'm wondering now because of this coronavirus ruining the stock market, my mother had left me a small inheritance to be able to relocate and I left it in stocks. So I now can't relocate um, as I wanted to and I'm praying that I'm going to recover that money so I can move south. And then what I want to do is buy a house and kick the back out of the house and make a huge aviary that's um, with the right kind of flooring, drainage, um, lights, uh, not lights, but the windows and everything for the birds, and then have an outdoor aviary also so that they can go outdoors. And that that would just be a real goal of mine And I just hope that I can recover the money that I lost and be able to do that.
0: I have a suggestion and it's, Mm. this is a little impromptu, but I just had Steve Martin from natural encounters on air a couple of weeks ago, and it's a huge organization worldwide, you know, they, uh, have biologists and zoos all over the world, training Mm -hmm. animals and that kind of thing. And they're associated with world parrot trust. Uh, Mm Who is even larger? Um, But I thought that I mentioned that to you, Susie. I I just wonder if there might be a place in one of those organizations for you. And for the listening audience, this show will be rebroadcasted weekly, uh, 24 7, 365 on our streaming shows, and it will be on our podcast shows. So, hopefully maybe you never know Susie maybe somebody will will hear this show and and send you another package so you can be (laughs) off somewhere else chasing your dream and looking at plankton or maybe this time you know studying how to solve beak and feather disease you know beak and feather disease is a huge problem not right. just with captive birds, you know, yeah. But mm-hmm. Tony, Sylvie, uh, Tony Silva was telling me um, last time on the show, it's a big problem in the wild, in the rainforest. Beacon mm-hmm. feather disease gets in a tree cavity. More mm-hmm. than one bird nest in the tree cavity. Then it gets spread. You are listening to Bird Talk Live Online, a presentation of KC Bird Whisperer International Productions. These shows are live call-in Bird Talk shows, produced and recorded live from Kansas City. You could be the next guest on Bird Talk Live Online if you have any type of exotic bird, parrot, cockatoo, conure, budgie. We would like to share your experience live on air. If you would like to be a guest on the show, call 816-278-2494. That's 816-278-2494 anytime. Or visit birdtalkradio.com for details, show listings, portfolios of recent guests, and advertising opportunities for your business. Bird Talk, live online bird talk shows, are broadcast 24-7, 365 days a year. That's 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year, benefiting millions of bird keepers all over the world. I'm your host Mike Kiger. Thank you for tuning in today. And we've learned how to tame a parrot in a sleeping bag today. <laughs> I'm probably going to edit out all that discourse about COVID. But
1: well, one of these times, um, let me tell you about Baby because Baby okay. is a that, that's a really great story about an umbrella cockatoo that's come from just a horrendous situation and just a wonderful wonderful bird and um I will have to tell you about that the next time.
0: Oh. Oh, do you I want me you to tell you this tell me time? Me
1: well, can I can. Yeah. I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have time. Okay, yeah, now, Well, Yeah,
0: I don't want to wait till next time.
1: Okay. Well, okay. I was sitting on my front porch and I had I mean, um you most-
0: you might die in a river somewhere chasing your bird before I can <laughs> hear it. You can't
1: be. Yeah, there you go. won't be able to get the story out of me. I'll be gone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, um, I was sitting on my front porch, and I had all the birds along the railing of the porch, and um, I saw a state patrol guy go past, and he got out, and I thought, oh, I wonder why he's coming to talk to me. And he said, are you the bird fish lady? And I said, uh, 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 yeah, I am. And he goes, "Um, have you got room for another bird? And I said, uh, I always do. And he said, well, um, I'm gonna go talk to these people and I'll be back. And I know that the state of Washington doesn't have jurisdiction over parrots, but um, I'm going to push my luck. And I said, what do you mean by that? And he said, well, see, I'm in my uniform and I'm in my car, but I'm not working right now. And I went, oh, and he goes, yeah, but I'm going to push my way to make this man make a decision. He goes, I'll tell you about it afterwards. And I go, oh, okay." So I'm still sitting on my porch and it wasn't very long before I see this guy coming down the road with a paper sack in his hand. And the state patrol guys behind him with his lights on, and he's just whipping those lights around, and he's following this guy. So the guy's walking pretty fast because I'm sure he's pretty embarrassed. And he comes up to me and he said, um, "I, um, I wonder, do you have room for another bird?" And I said, "Yeah." And he said, "Well, look," and he pulled out of this bag this totally chewed up, purple, pink. Bird had not one feather, not one feather on any part of his body. And he took him and he threw him against the side of my house. And he looked at me and he shook his finger and he said, we don't want him. You can have him. And if you don't want him, just kill him because we don't care. And I looked at the state patrol guy who was getting, yeah, he was getting out of his truck or his, um, Maybe that bird
0: bit him a lot. Uh,
1: Well, I'll tell you in a minute what (laughs) was going on. And the sheriff guy was taking handcuffs out of his pocket. And I thought, he's not on duty. And yet he's going to use handcuffs on this guy. And he comes up and he said to the guy, he said, I, you know what I told you? I gave you a choice. I gave you a choice between those three indoor pit bulls or this bird. And you chose the pit bulls. And I told you, if you hurt this bird between your house and this woman's house, then you were going to spend a night in jail. And this poor bird is reeling. I mean, I'm, I went down and picked up, picked up this bird and he could hardly stand up. He was like, um, he was in shock. Um, yeah, and we're not
0: like pit bulls, right?
1: No, no. And, um. He, could, he couldn't stand up, his feet were curled in. I mean, he had hurt him mentally for a, a little bit there. And, he, and the policeman said, I just called in, I told him what you did, I told him what I did. And they said, bring you in, you're gonna spend a night in jail because I warned you if you touched that bird and hurt him one more time, you were gonna spend a night in jail. And he goes in and, and you are. And he covered the guy off. Well, he came back the next day and in the meantime, I gave uh the, I washed him up and really cuddled him up and and I can tell you something, I really didn't have to put him in a sleeping bag. <laughs> he wanted to just cuddle right up, baby yeah, was, Surely he yeah. was yeah.
0: ready and for love. He, he was. Yeah. He was
1: ready for anything you could give him. And um he had bites on him and everything. Well then the state patrol came and he goes, Well, from the neighbors, I understood that this has been going on and there's three brothers. And no, there's four brothers and each one of them had him for eight months, the bird, and they've all got indoor pit bulls, all of them have three to four indoor pit bulls and they beat the birds with the bird with the broom. They kick him with their tennis shoes and they let the dogs just uh, attack him. And when I heard about this and I checked out what the people were saying, it was all true. And so I just decided that I wasn't gonna let it go on much longer cause this this bird was gonna die. So I'm the fifth owner in four years. And so um, his name was Baby. They thought just cause he was white, he had to be a, a girl, which was, well, that was kind of dumb. But anyway, he's, a, he's an umbrella cockatoo. And he immediately started getting feathers on. I mean, like within five or six days, new feathers started coming in. And these people decided to move and they wanted to come and see how baby was doing. Well, this was seven months later, seven weeks later. And so baby was just full of a whole bunch of pin feathers and everything. And he heard their voice at the front door and he just started pulling all of those brand new pin feathers out and just scream, ah, 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 like that. The, and I'd never heard him make that noise. And I told the people, you need to leave and you need to never come back. Do you understand? And they said, we're not coming back. We're moving away. And I said, "Well, will move. And I just pushed them out of the door.
0: You are listening to Bird Talk Live Online, a presentation of KC Bird Whisper International Productions. These shows are live call-in Bird Talk shows, produced and recorded live from Kansas City. You could be the next guest on Bird Talk Live Online if you have any type of exotic bird, parrot, cockatoo, conure, budgie, We would like to share your experience live on air. If you would like to be a guest on the show, call 816-278-2494. That's 816-278-2494 anytime. Or visit birdtalkradio.com for details, show listings, portfolios of recent guests, and advertising opportunities for your business. Bird Talk Live Online Bird Talk shows are broadcast 24 7 365 days a year that's 24 hours a day seven days a week 365 days a year benefiting millions of bird keepers all over the world i'm your host mike kiger thank you for tuning in today